Can you do that again? I just like belched. I feel like we should keep that in there. <laughs> hey, boo. Oh. Hey, dude. <laughs> this is Move. I'm gay, the motherfucking podcast. I'm Franny. And I'm Brenda. And we are back with another episode. Do you know what episode number we are on? 116. 116. And let me tell you, I just want to start this episode by saying the queens in the front and the dumbs in the back and taking no flicks, but the whole click snapped. I don't know the words. Um, but I have a little bit of, I have some uh, facts about the number. Um, before I get into those, I wanted to wish a very happy birthday to my favorite Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian. She's, I know she loves listening to the show, so I just wanted to give her a quick shout out. Um, but Horsey is the 116th Pokemon, according to the Pokedex. Horsey makes its home in oceans with gentle currents. If this Pokemon is under attack, it spits out pitch black ink and escapes. Kind of hot. It's not a horse. It's like a seahorse. Like, it's like a seahorse, but it's called Horsey. Oh. Kind of like your sister was a horsey girl. <laughs> awesome O is the 116th episode of South Park. Cartman plays a prank on Butters by disguising himself in a crude cardboard suit as a robot named Awesome O4000 and by putting himself in a crate from Japan on Butters' doorstep. Cartman is planning to befriend Butters so that he can discover his most embarrassing secrets, which will allow him to blackmail him and or embarrass him in school. Butters falls for the trick. Something, something, something. Cartman's secrets. Butters has a videotape of Cartman doing a Britney Spears dance routine to a life-size cutout of Justin Timberlake while dressed as her and making out with the cutout. I think I remember this episode. Also, I like how the TV shows that you bring up in this are, like, aggressively straight. It's always, like, Family Guy and South Park. Well, I mean, I have to, like... <laughs> I guess those are the only shows that have had, like, they have like a 45 million... seasons. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the oldest living American is from Charlotte, and she's celebrating her 116th birthday. At 116 years old, Hester Ford has now lived through two pandemics, the 1918 flu pandemic and the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. Can you imagine? I'd be like, can someone just fucking kill me? <laughs> I do not want to be a part of another pandemic. Immediately, no. Yeah. yeah. Mm, no. Pandemic at the disco. Yeah, fucking pandemic Lovato. <laughs> um, oh my God, my nipple. Almost, almost all the way out. Um, should we get into, and that's about me. I have been doing nothing, really. Um, I've been trying to get back into exercising, trying to do it like five times a week, just getting my steps in on the treadmill at my at the gym at my apartment complex. At the gymnasium. Um, which is like, if I exit my apartment, it takes me approximately like two to four minutes to get there. So I'm just a lazy piece of shit. But I've been doing this thing that I saw on TikTok where you... On what? <laughs> some, like... On, on Tink Tonk. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I forgot. Where it was like some, I, I don't even know if it was a personal trainer, but he was like, if you want to get ripped for summer, just walk on the treadmill at this speed, at this like full incline for like 30 minutes a day. So I've been doing that. Who knows? I don't know. I think I already told, the, told you about that on here. Mm -hmm. uh, besides that, just enjoying the very beautiful weather outside. Um, trying to figure out what to do after working from home for a while. I'm getting like feeling like isolated. So I feel like I need to go and do something like extreme like go traveling yeah so i was looking into all of these well 
Maybe I'll talk about this in my TV thing because it's related to my TV thing. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been just looking into traveling. Um, how about you? Um, just working yesterday. I had to work um, brunch, which I never made a reservation for you. Um, but <laughs> I am not used to waking up and my dumb ass set an alarm for when I was supposed to be at work and not for when I should have already. I should I should have I should have been up at seven o'clock in the morning. I woke up at 926 to a a phone call asking if I was going to come to work. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. So um, I do what I normally do when I'm in a rush. I took a shower. I blow dried my hair. I put on some makeup. (laughs) You went to Starbucks. I went to Starbies. um, And you went to get a burrito from somewhere that never gave you a burrito. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, can you can you (laughs) speed this up? I'm an hour and 37 minutes (laughs) late to work right now. Um, But after that, yeah, I felt like a fucking idiot. But after work, it was really nice because it was like the shortest shift of my life because I skipped out on almost two hours of work. <laughs> um, but after work, I got a drink with uh, my coworker. And then um, my little friend Potato Papas asked me uh, or invited me over to go have dinner. He made like lamb ribs and like fucking hot links. And they were so good. I just like fucking mm-hmm. inhaled it. So the lady had a little lamb. The lady had a little, and that's how Mary had a what? A little <laughs> lamb. Um, but that's really it. I haven't been, I mean, it was so hot yesterday. I just, I mean, I was, it was. We'll it was, talk about that later. It was fucking, it, it was just aggressive. And I'm yeah. so, it was so confusing because like, I don't work brunch normally and I don't work when it's that hot. Um, people were drinking hot coffee outside. I had a woman ask me for hot water. Hot water? Like, oh, like with a lemon or some shit? With a lemon. And I'm like, bitch, why don't you just leave your glass outside for five minutes? It'll be hot as fuck. <laughs> Have this me sweating over that, here. <clears throat> you don't understand hot drinks. When people are drinking alcohol, when it's like 100 degrees outside, that does not make sense to me. It, that makes me feel crazy. Really? What do you I just want to like... Nothing. <laughs> so if you were to go out to a bar... And it's I like wouldn't 90. go to, I would never go to a bar if it was that hot. I'm too old. I okay. need to be inside where it's, where it's cool. You don't want a margarita? Yeah, always. But I would drink it at the comfort of my own home. Oh, no, 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 no. I got to be out <laughs> and about. Yeah. Finding my Mr. Right or Mr. Right now. <laughs> um, anyways, that's all I've really been doing. Just fucking sweating and being late. How fun. How about television? Anything oh. interesting? Well, let me tell you. Um, I started a new show and I'm almost done with it. Um, this is like a rare occurrence for me. For everyone that listens, they know that I keep up. I go to Vanderpump Rules and I watch 2020. Um, but I started this show on HBO Max called Gordita Chronicles. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no. Okay, so this is it. This is the the show. The dad is fucking hot. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. So the show is set in um in the 80s it's 1985 and they live in the dominican republic but they are moving they moved to miami to go uh pursue like to live the american dream which is fucking not what they expected obviously when they get there and this little girl right here gordita her name is cuckoo and uh um she is so funny it's a really cute show um the first episode she moved they moved to Miami. She is um, 
wants to be a part of the dance committee and she tells everybody that Gloria Stefan is her aunt. So <laughs> she writes Gloria Stefan can't get her. So her friend, this little gay boy is like, Oh, I found a, uh, Gloria Stefan uh, impersonator. It's a drag queen. Yeah, I was gonna um, say. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just. It's so cute and it's very funny. So I've been watching that. What is that um, on again? HBO Max. Mm, okay. Um, and then the only other the only other thing the only other thing that I I guess you could say I'm watching it. It's on YouTube, but I was on t- I was on Ting Tong, and there was these. There was there were these two guys named. Um, Andrew and Joe, and they have a podcast called Good Children Podcast. That comes up on my Tink Tonk and Instagram all the time. I think I follow one of them now, but yeah, it's really funny. They're gays, right? They're gays. Yeah. They're hot. Um, I shared something because like, um, I mean, they talk about they were like best friends in middle school up until now. And they talk about being gay and how much they love Nicki Minaj. Um, but I shared a story cause they were like, and this week we're going to talk about the one woman that's changed our lives, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and they're both so funny. So I shared it and then they shared my post and I was like, oh my God, do you think that they just saw my Tink Tonk? I mean, my Instagram, oh, look at my hair. It's so ugly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that they're going to see this now. My hair is like falling flat. Embarrassing. Um, this is the clip I'm going to choose that we're going to put on the World Wide web. Oh my God. Let me fucking put my nipples away then. Um, but they're always finishing each other's sentences there we go there we go yeah they're always finishing each other's sorry someone else was talking in the room that you were in so i was like what i know i (laughs) I was like they got it yeah they got it um but i really like it and uh they're hot so my uh, the one clip i saw i don't know if you've seen it but well you actually listened to it i think but i (laughs) there was one clip on tink tonk that was one one of them describing like them downloading a ringtone for when they were like in middle school and they were uh-huh. like they made their friend call them while they were out bowling because they wanted everyone they wanted to impress this boy with like their like creed yes. ringtone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> their nickelback ringtone or something. Yeah. It was so I mean funny. The, the clip, I'm trying to find out which episode it was, but he was like, you know that when I was in middle school, I was in a pyramid scheme and I am dead. <laughs> like that they're these little gay boys are in a pyramid scheme when they're eight. They're probably sounding like Mary Kay in like middle school. Also, whoever's mom, like one of their moms, like heavily documented their youth. So they have yes. all these clips from yes. on, like VHS that was like digitized or whatever. It's so yes. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really it. What about you? Oh, not that much. Really just um, Trixie Motel. And since I got Discovery Plus for that, I've been watching pretty much nonstop the, because they have, you know, how they're on, certain apps they all have like lot like quote-unquote live channels uh for on that one i've been watching house hunters international pretty much non-stop for like a week straight um it's really bad it's like one of the worst shows of all time there was a gay on it recently that had a million dollar home or million million dollar budget for a new condo in barcelona in barcelona but i was gonna say we're um, cultured here it's barcelona and but then everyone else has like uh, like uh, they have like a thousand dollar budget for renting uh and they want like a four bedroom house with like a pool and i'm like good oh, luck bitch God. yeah um, it's really funny but everyone gets really angry and i don't understand why um but it made me realize that i want to travel more and realizing that i can kind of travel while i work whistle while i work with especially with all the shit going down in the U S and like the Supreme court and stuff. I'm just like, I need to like get out of here for a little bit. So I was looking up all these, there's like 
I hate this term, but digital nomad uh, temporary visas in like 40 different countries where you can stay in a different country for like a a full year. And I'm just like, I kind of want to do that. Fuck it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not getting any younger. So I was looking into that. Who knows? We'll see. Details to come soon. Oh my God. On Move On Gay Podcast. On Move On Gay Podcast. Next week on Move On Gay Podcast. <laughs> Why all of a sudden is it like a straight fucking show now? If you, you sound like Joe Rogan. Next Gross. week on Move On Gay Podcast. Brendan. I'm just like ripping on a blunt right now. <laughs> yeah. Brendan tries vaginal sex. <laughs> oh my God. Um, How about Musica? Oh, I mean, break my soul. <laughs> fuck Your my whole, really. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm walking around work. You can fuck my home. You can fuck my home. I'm telling everybody that song. I mean, last week when we were recording, I didn't I didn't listen to the end of the episode, but I feel like it was completely rushed by me at the end because I found out that her song was out. <laughs> um, I have been listening to it nonstop, nonstop. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I love it. Big Frida's in it. The way she goes, and we back outside. You say you outside, but you ain't that outside. I don't know why that fucking part. It just makes me. It's it's like she has me in a corner and choking me. Like it is just ruining my life in the best way possible. Did you see um, Big so, Frida's um, outfit at the BET Awards? No, I didn't. I I didn't. Watch. Did you see? Oh no, I just looked at the at pictures of it. Okay, what what, did she, what was she wearing? It was just this amazing bright like rainbow dress with like. I can't, it was like LeMay. I'll, I'll find a picture and send it to you. Also send you the picture of Billy Porter when the most like terrifying and unsettling uh, piece of clothing I've ever seen him wear ever. Okay. Anyway, keep going. For uh, you. <laughs> um, Black Tame, or excuse me, Topaz Jones came out with a song called Black Tame. It, it might've been out already, but I just discovered it. Um, Lil Nas X featuring Young Boy Never Broke Again came out with a song called Late to the Party. Have you heard that? Have you heard it? Have you heard it? Have you heard it? Um, I'm the song. Uh, he starts the song. He starts the song off. Well, first of all, the uh, the artwork for the single is someone peeing into a toilet, and there's a BET award in there. And, I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the song starts out with "fuck BET," like he says "fuck BET" like ten times because he single. I mean, I think he he had fucking the rap game. He was like carrying that whole thing for a year and BET did not give him any nominations. And I don't think he was even like invited to perform or anything. I think he did. Didn't he perform? I was reading an article that I think he maybe was asked to perform or or something last year. And they wanted him to prove that he like wasn't satanic or something like that. Something wild like that. Okay. Uh, Weird. But um, Jack Harlow was on the red carpet and he had a T-shirt with it said Lil Nas X with his face on it because he was like in solidarity. And I'm like, I love their friendship. Um, Anyways, anyways, I can't speak today. I can't speak today. Jesse Reyes came out with a song called Fraud and I love her voice. And then uh, last but certainly not least, I know that you're probably going to have this mentioned, but um, Empress of featuring Jimmy Stack, Turn the Table. But the whole fucking new release from her was was pretty good yeah that's definitely my first one is her ep that came out um it's really good uh i like it a lot and then (laughs) i don't know why i said it like that um oh my god this picture that you sent me (laughs) that is so do you know what it's giving it's It's giving giving, um from dark crystal the like birds no bitch it's giving (laughs) 
uh, Beetlejuice, that guy that's like like flat as fuck and just goes through the wall and his shoulders are like this. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ew, that is so disgusting. <laughs> he looks like a was, skeleton. He posted it on his like Instagram or something and like I was reading all the comments and I was like dying laughing. People were like, no. Like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Automatic came out with an album called Excess. I'm excited about it. I'm hard, It's hard for me to get into it because it's a little different from their last one, but they're playing it. Oh, God. Uh, what is it called? I almost said Pitchfork, but that's an article music site. Article oh, music you're, site. You're talking um, about... Um, Pickathon. <laughs> Pickathon. They're playing it the at Pickathon. Strang- the Strangies Incident. <laughs> which i've never did they play they played that once right what no oh my God, string cheese dogs. i don't know anything about string cheese i just know that uh <laughs> i worked that event and i'm sure i've talked about this a hundred times oh yeah 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 yeah. okay i remember now um no they're playing pickathon i've never been and i kind of want to go because the lineup is actually cool but it's so expensive and just imagine the type of people that would go to that just makes me not want to go to be honest but um there's another cool band playing there called Lorraine. She released one of my favorite R&B albums, I think, from 2020. It's so fucking good. Um, and then this other random band that I've never heard of came up on my uh, release radar called Kamikaze Palm Tree. There's a song called Predicament. It's uh, like post-punk. It kind of sounds like Kate LeBon. And they're coming to uh, Mississippi Studios in September, I think. So I'm excited about that. And then your favorite band of all time, Soccer Mommy, came out. Oh, with I love them. Um, sometimes forever. Uh, actually, like it. It's. It, I've never thought I would get into this band because I hate the name so fucking much. But on her tour, one of my other favorite albums from 2020, uh, on the East Coast of her tour, is opening up for her, and I'm like kind of pissed that she's not doing that on the West Coast. But whatevs. Uh, then Stereo Lab released a new kind of. I mean, it's unreleased material called Robot Riot. They're one of my favorite bands of all time, and they're releasing an album. In September, that is a rare and unreleased material. So I'm excited about that. That's it for me. Loves it. Um, ew, I just said, I fucking hate myself. Why don't we uh, move into our <laughs> last is May? Hey, hey. <clears throat> uh, mine is the Supreme Court, obviously, for obvious reasons. And I think yours is too. But mm-hmm. beyond that, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade shit that went on this past week which i mean everyone knows about we don't need to talk about i mean we do need to talk about it (laughs) don't get me wrong but i'm talking about something else i am infuriated by that information and that's another reason why i want to not be in this country anymore but the supreme court further erodes separation between church and state in a case of praying football coach The Supreme Court said Monday that a Washington State school district violated the First Amendment rights of a high school football coach when he lost his job after praying at the 50-yard line after games. The opinion was 6-3 along conservative liberal ideological lines. The Constitution and the best of our traditions counsel mutual respect and tolerance, not censorship and suppression for religious and non-religious views alike, Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote in the majority opinion. The court said Coach Joe Kennedy's prayers amounted to private speech protected by the First Amendment and could not be restricted by the school district. The decision lowers the bar between church and state in an opinion that will allow more religious expression in public spaces. The court clarified that a government entity does not necessarily violate the Establishment Clause by permitting religious expression in public. We are aware of no historically sound understanding of the Establishment Clause that begins with 
uh, it is necessary to, for government to be hostile for religion in this way. Uh, it, this just keeps going on, whatever. Basically, they ruled in the favor of this stupid-ass bitch coach that thinks that he needs to pray during football games at a public high school, which is insane. I mean, if you feel like you need to pray and you like want to be a football coach, just go be a fucking football coach at a private high school that practices the religion that you practice. Right. There are many of them, and it's probably not that hard to get a job. Um, I just, this is insane. They're like after Roe v. Wade. Now there's just like, we're just going to see the downfall of every, everything that us liberals have fought for in like years and years and years. And it's so frustrating. Like, you know, they're coming for separation of church and state. They're coming for marriage equality. They're going to come for, you know, racial equality and, you know, interracial relationships, like everything that has been set into stone basically in the past like 50 to 80 years or whatever you know right it's i don't even know what to say about it beyond that but it's just like it's this is just the beginning and we i think we all know that anyway that's mine i don't need to talk anymore about it because it's just gonna make me more mad um right. how, what is yours Same i mean mine is like of. yeah basically yeah clarence thomas Lansing, not just the right to an abortion is at stake with friday's u.s supreme court ruling striking down Roe v. Wade, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel said Friday, the striking down of a decades-old president, combined with the urging from Justice Clarence Thomas to reconsider other previous Supreme Court rulings that were based on the same legal principles as Roe, means the effect of Friday's 6-3 ruling in Michigan could be far-reaching. Nessel said during a news conference with the reporters, gay marriage could be again made illegal in Michigan, and there is a potential for a state law still on the books that makes sodomy up to a 15-year felony to be revived, Nestle said. Even the right to obtain contraception could be in legal jeopardy if the court proceeds along with the path outlined by Thomas in a a concurring opinion to the 6-3 majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, Nestle said. Same thing. It's all fucked up. Um... And that's really all I have to say. Yeah. That's just depressing. This is a really, really depressing time. Yeah. In- but you know what? Go get your gun. You know what I mean? I can't believe <laughs> that. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying. No, for real. It's like, they, it's insane. I'm just they, like, you can so go deranged. get a gun. There are so there are school shootings. There are just ma- just like shootings all the time. And you're worried about a woman getting an abortion. You're worried about gays getting married. You need to focus on your children getting shot at school and how to prevent that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. Anyways, <sighs> why don't we go into, it is so funny that you messaged me yesterday asking about the heat because I was like, Oh my God, this is exactly what I would. I want to know how people are fucking feel like we did this and their meat summer. Cause last summer yeah. was gnarly, right? Yeah. Last summer was when I, was the last time we recorded in person because it was so hot. Oh, yeah. And it was like the weirdest sounding episode because we used two different microphones in the same room, but we used the internet for some reason. Yeah. I, I was like the stupidest setup. And so there was like this weird latency between everything. Well, and then it was just awkward because like you're, I'm looking at you and you're, you're facing the wall. And it was just, it, it was just like, it didn't make any sense. I forgot about that. I was, was not even so facing weird. you. <laughs> yeah, he was just looking at the wall. And I'm like looking at your back. 
with my computer on a trunk or something. I, I was looking back at it. <laughs> yeah, you were looking back. You were like this the whole time. <laughs> Anyways, so the question was, uh, what did you do to escape the heat and beat your meat? For me, Amanda wrote, sit in my bedroom with the AC on, not leave the apartment during the day. Angry face and puffy or huffy face. Puffy. <laughs> puffy face. Julia wrote, went to Arizona where it was 104 degrees today. Fuck my life. Ugh. That's what. <laughs> Gross. Um, Megan wrote, I went to the river yesterday and I'm currently at the river now. I'm working on my tan and my blackout. So I'm sure <laughs> she's getting really drunk right now. Oh my God, this one is so good. Anonymous wrote, I'm a bitch, but a smart bitch. I made friends with someone that has a pool months ago so I could go over all the time and use the pool. I mean, I like this person, but I like their pool more. I'm awful, but I'm staying cool. <laughs> I love it so much. Reveal, reveal yourself. <laughs> I know. Reveal yourself. Um, and then Dylan wrote, I've been going out and using AC at different places. I went to a Starbucks and was in there for like three hours yesterday. <laughs> what do you do in a Starbucks for three hours? I don't know. Uh, shout out to the Starbucks, Starbucks, the Starbucks by my house. <laughs> There are two extremely hot men that work over there. And I sometimes will just be like, can I get a water? And they're like, you need to buy something. And I'm like, oh, like, can I get a pup cup? Can I get a pup cup? Yeah. And they just, <laughs> and I just look at them. I look them in the eyes while I'm just like <laughs> sucking the whipped cream out of this fucking plastic ramekin. Uh, I should ramekin. go in there and ask for a pup, a pup cup. And they'd be like, who is it for? And I'm like, me, I'm a bad bitch. Um, <laughs> But for myself, I was working um, and it was fucking hot. So I just like kept going in the walk-in every time I was getting fucking, I was like, <laughs> I so know I texted hot. you, you were like, I'm in the walk-in freezer at my work right now. <laughs> yeah, it was That's literally in there. There's like no, ser- there's like no service in there. So I'm just like sitting in there hoping that I could get one bar so that I can fucking continue my, my shift after being an hour and 37 minutes late. <laughs> um, what about you? Oh gosh. Uh oh gosh. Um I have really good AC in my apartment for the first wow. time in like 15 years of my adult life. Um so when it's this hot, I just don't really leave. I did go to my yeah, I just like crank I put the AC on 69 and I just like I put it so high that I'm cold. That's not to be weird or anything. I have energy efficient appliances, so it's all good. It doesn't do no, I don't care if you didn't have energy. If it, if it was like fucking, if there was smoke coming out of your window, if there was fucking coming, if there was smoke coming out of your window, I'd be happy for you. It was cum coming out of my window. I wish. Come on my window. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just been in here blasting my AC and then I, I'll put, I put a, to- a towel down like I'm in college, like smoking weed in the dorm or something, just because there's like a tiny little crack on my front door, a tiny little crack. Mm. Um, and some hot air can get in through the crack. Oh my god! Hot air through the crack. Do you um, do you sleep with the blanket? Like, what do you mean? Like, because like it's hot out. Right oh, now. you know what I used to do if I was so hot. If I'm so hot somewhere that doesn't have AC, I will go and get a towel, run it underneath the like bath bath or shower or whatever, and like wring it out a little bit, and then just sleep underneath a wet towel. <laughs> sleep under a wet towel. Like oh, use like it as a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I just deal with it. No, I'm saying because you have your AC on and it's fucking cold in there. Do you have to oh, use a blanket? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get cold. I'm like, I'm chilly. Oh my God, you little bitch. 
<laughs> you know, like, and then <laughs> I sleep with a fucking uh, wet blanket. <laughs> and then one of those. my <laughs> my parents also have a pool and they live at Beaverton, so I went there and did that. So I have the best of both worlds, really, over here. Okay, Hannah Montana. It's it's a for I went to the pool. My mom was like. I'm not, I, my, none of my siblings listen to this except for my twin brother. I love my nieces and nephews. But when they're all around me at my fucking parents' house, they're, they can be annoying because they're really loud. And mm-hmm. I don't like it. My mom texts me. She's like, both of your siblings are out of town this weekend. Please come to the pool. There will not be any kids there. And guess who was fucking there when I got to this motherfucking pool? Children. <laughs> there was only two kids. Was like my nephews, they're adorable. Don't get me wrong. But I was just like, this is wrong. I've been wronged. Yeah, it's they should be arrested. And my mom made me a really bomb salad, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, do you want to take a little breaky poo? Yes, I do. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. Welcome on back to Move on Gay, the motherfucking podcast. Yes, it is Brenda and Franny, and we are back with pop, 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 pop culture. I hate, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't, I hate my brain. Anyways, uh, my first piece of pop culture is about Ben Affleck's son. Ben Affleck's 10-year-old just got into a little mischief. I don't, I don't like that word. By jumping into the driver's seat of a very expensive Lamborghini, and with the engine running, he put it in reverse, and it made contact with another car. Ben and Jennifer Lopez went with Samuel Garner Affleck Sunday to 777 Exotics, a Beverly Hills luxury rental dealership. They were all looking at various cars when Ben let Samuel hop into the driver's seat of a yellow Lambo. Seems Samuel or someone else had the engine running, and the boy put the Lambo in reverse and hit a white BMW. Um, kind of a stupid story, but like, can you imagine hitting a car <laughs> with a fucking yellow, with a Lamborghini, with a Lambo? Yeah, it's probably cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, don't worry, Samuel Gardner, Affleck, Affleck. Um, anyways, I just thought it was my stupid. Ne- <laughs> my nephew, who I saw at the pool that I didn't know was going to be there, um, told me a story of the past weekend of when he was went golfing with my his dad, my brother, uh, and my brother let him drive the golf cart. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> and he's mean, like, God, I am so bad at telling kids' ages. Um, and it's sad that I don't know any of my nieces or nephews' ages. You're like, he could um, be three and he could be 17. He's like f- five? <laughs> okay. Six? I don't know. Five, something like that. Four? I don't know. I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's older than four if his dad's letting him drive a golf cart. I'm sure he's older than five as well. He's probably like eight or nine. Uh, He's not eight. He's like he's like five or seventeen. I remember my dad one day. uh, He was. We were like just about to pull up to the house, and I was like, "Dad, can I can I pull the car up into to the drive port or whatever it's called." And he was like, no. And I was like, please. I was just so annoying. And he was like, fine. And so he parks the car. We're literally like 15 feet away from parking it. And I don't know why I put it into drive and I just push the gas so hard and I drive it directly into, um, <laughs> I crashed the car basically. And we had into like the a wall. 
the window to no, the wall? No, it was like a post to like the to the to the carport. So there's like oh, two posts okay. at the end, and I completely just fly into the post, you and the post them. comes post down, and, it, them. and the the post <laughs> falls down. Posty falls down on the windshield, cracks the windshield, <laughs> and then I remember <laughs> our my my dad was so mad, and then our neighbor, who had been our neighbor for years, comes out. And my mom was like, say thank you to him because he helped like make a new post. And I go, oh my God, I will never forget this moment. It was so <laughs> bad. We've known he was our neighbor forever. And I go, thanks, Steve. And he goes, it's Scott, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a bit the fact that I didn't know his name was so fucking rude. Anyways, that was, uh, it was like uh, when you were, it's like when your mom didn't remember who I was at your birthday party. Yeah. Anyway, Alec Alec Baldwin is going to interview Woody Allen on Instagram Live tomorrow. Mm. (laughs) Weird. Uh, Variety says that Alec announced on Instagram last night that he will be having a sit-down with Woody. I love having a sit-down with my Woody. Mm. Um, Let me. This is a quote from him. Let me preface this by saying that I have zero interest in anyone's judgments and uh, sanctimonious posts here. I'm obviously someone who could someone who has my own set of beliefs and could not care less about there. That's in caps in case you couldn't tell my mm, kind yeah. of screaming mm-hmm. about anyone else's speculation. If you believe that a trial should be conducted by way of an HBO documentary, that's your issue. Alec goes, he's such a fucking lunatic. Alec goes on this coming Tuesday, the 28th, the 28th, I think this coming Tuesday, I'm going doing an inter- Instagram live at 10 30 Eastern time with, uh, and then he held up uh, Woody Allen's book for dramatic effect before saying, Tuesday the 28th, 10.30 Eastern Time, I'm going to be doing an Instagram Live with Whispers, Woody Allen, who I love. I love you, Woody. Ew. <laughs> we love you, Woody. You, you know, one though, <laughs> I would rather watch anything in the goddamn world. <laughs> yeah. Actually, same. I would watch it ironically, but like, the the audacity of Alec Baldwin who's gone off the motherfucking rails in the past like year or two for many reasons and is like extremely problematic now I mean whatever interviewing like someone who has been ostracized from the creative community and the filmmaking world for obvious reasons and there's been a like you know it's just insane to me. I'm just like, wh- who is this for? Why? Who's tuning in? Yeah. Wait, Woody who? Woody Allen. Oh, my God. I was thinking Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I was thinking Woody from Toy Story. Yeah, I was thinking Woody from... <laughs> I was going to be like, wow, Woody Harrelson. Uh, that's that's my friend's godfather. And then I know... Um, and then Alec Baldwin's daughter comes into the restaurant all the time. So I'm like, wow, I have a connection with them. But now I know what you're talking about. My next one is Anderson Cooper revealed a shirtless Richard Gere helped him realize at age 11 that he was gay. When I was in the second grade, I knew that I was gay. While speaking with, the, with his friend Andy Cohen on Cohen's radio Andy podcast, radio Andy podcast, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> the news anchor and television personality was chatting about his privileged childhood as a Vanderbilt surrounded by many queer friends of his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt, such as Truman Capote. And Gore Vidal. I don't know what any of this means. Photographer Paul Jasmine, one of Vanderbilt's friends and boyfriend, took the 11-year-old Cooper to see a hit Broadway play that would change the future CNN anchor's life. 
They took me to see Richard Gere in Bent, Cooper revealed. Are you kidding me, asked Cohen, when you were 11? If anyone doesn't know about the play Bent, it's about two gays in a concentration camp, Cooper explained. The opening scene is the gayest thing you can imagine. Cooper continued noting that Richard Gere in 1977, when he worked on movies like Looking for Mr. Goodbar and American Gigolo, a period Cohen described as prime Richard Gere. He was so beautiful, Cooper gushed. And I'm there. My mom didn't go. It's just me and my mom's two gay friends. And I'm watching this thing. And literally the opening scene of Bent, like there's a guy in bed who's just picked up some guy the night before. And the guy he's picked up gets out of bed completely naked and puts on his SS stormtrooper uniform. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, I'm gay. Like this is I'm totally gay. Um, anyways, um, I just thought that that was funny. Um, I also wanted to ask you. Who um, did you see and you were like, oh, fuck, I'm gay? Like, was there a person? Oh, my God. Because I wrote mine. I wrote Casper. Not like, I mean, like the real life. We've like talked the, about this before because, yes. yes, this is one of our questions one time. Was it I really? Think. And you said Casper and I was like, the ghost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, and no, wrote, the little boy. And then I was like, little boy? <laughs> yeah. And then Ew. I wrote Justin Timberlake. And then I wrote uh, my brother's best friend at the time he was like tall and fucking he was a football player um and i was like oh fuck i remember i saw him and he was changing he like stayed the night or something and he just took his pants off and he was wearing white whitey tighties and i was like oh my fucking god you are so fucking hot I don't I didn't really have those experiences that often. I mostly had ones where I saw something like that and I felt ashamed. So Oh yeah, I did too, but I was like Fuck. like I I think um I think I saw the movie The Birdcage with my parents in the movie theater and I was like, why are we watching this? And they were like, Come out, come out wherever you are. I'm like six. With your yeah, the same age as your nephew that crashes golf carts. You guys live two very different lives. <laughs> Um, anyways, what was, what's your next one? Um, Taco Bell's giant cheese it menu items. Did you oh see this God. one? Yes, I was gonna. I always look up Taco Bell when I do pop culture shit. I was surprised that you didn't have this one. Um, I don't really know what this article is trying to say because it's a weird screenshot of something that almost doesn't make sense, but apparently about a reddit thread that shows a screenshot of it, of the menu through the app at this uh, location in Irvine, California. Um, the city where Taco Bell is headquartered, and I guess they're test items. And these test items include an ingredient that's both funny and interesting: a giant cheese it. Mm. Cheese it is employed in. I don't know why they say employed; like it has a job. <laughs> cheese it is employed in two items: a tostada and a crunch wrap. The tostada is topped with seasoned, mm, topped with seasoned ground Ugh. beef, sour cream, lettuce, mm, cream. tomatoes, and shredded shredded cheese. Mm, dick cheesy cheese. dick cheese yep <laughs> like that's you see that smegma tiktok that i posted tiktok which one it was just this like it was like a grandson and his grandmother eating dinner at the like a random dinner table and she was they were talking about cheese and he's like my favorite cheese is smegma and she's like i don't know what that is i don't know it was no funny. i didn't see it <laughs> Anyway, uh, the crunch wrap looks like a typical version, except the inner tostada element is replaced with the giant cheese. It that's pretty much it. I just saw pics of it and I was like, I want to fucking put that on my. I apple. want that. Yeah, <laughs> I want that really badly. I do anything for cheese. It. 
I would do anything for love, but I won't eat that. But I won't um, that. What's your next one? My next one, I titled it, Alexa, play my dead grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon's Alexa might soon replicate the voice of family members, even if they're dead. The capability unveiled at Amazon's re-Mars conference in Las Vegas is in development and would allow the virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person based on less than a minute of provided recording. Uh, Rohit Prasad, senior vice president and head scientist for Alexa, said at the event Wednesday that the desire behind the feature was to build the greater trust in interactions users have with Alexa by putting more human attributes of empathy and effect. These attributes have become even more important during the ongoing pandemic, Lovato, when so many of us have lost loved ones we love. Prasad said, while AI can't eliminate the pain of loss, it can definitely make their memories last. In a video played by Amazon at the event, a young child asked, Alexa, can grandma finish weeding me the Wizard of Oz? (laughs) Alexa then acknowledges the request and switches to another voice, mimicking the child's grandmother. The voice assistant then continues to read the book in that same voice. Amazon Push comes as competitor Microsoft earlier this week said it was scaling back its synthetic voice offerings and setting stricter guidelines to ensure the active participation of the speaker, whose voice is recreated. Microsoft said Tuesday it's limiting which customers get to use the service, while also in by also continuing <laughs> to highlight acceptable uses such as interactive Bugs Bunny character at AT&T Stouts store. Why didn't I just say Stouts? Oh, my God. At AT&T Stouts. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I have a Stout fetish. This technology has exciting potential in education, accessibility, and entertainment, and yet it is also e- easy to imagine how it could be used to inappropriately impersonate speakers and deceive listeners, said a blog post from Natasha Crampton, who he- heads Microsoft's AI ethics division. I don't like that. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Let's, I, I don't need that. What a fucking cyber with granny. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and once the bodies hit the flow, I don't want to hear them anymore. <laughs> and that's not what. Like stow. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Do you want to meet me at the ATT stow? I don't know why I said stow. <laughs> oh, I have to go to the grocery stow. Uh, I no, I. I don't like any of that. I don't want any of that to happen. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like hoping that the cheese it is actually good and I don't need Guammy <laughs> finishing eating me the Wizard of Oz. Mariah Carey pinches Billy Eichner's butt at the premiere of Bros and he'll never recover, which is my background. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, the We Belong Together singer rocked a dress with the movie's logo on it as she posed with the star on the red carpet. Maria Carre and Billy Eichner both... I can't believe like they didn't put her age like they do in every article that you read. Well, this is from, like... Uh, I couldn't find a good, like, a normal article about it. It's from, like, Hollywood Reporter or some random shit like that. I'm like, I've never... Hopefully this article isn't whack. Uh... They both seem like they're fans of each other. The Billy on the Street star posed... Or, the Billy on the Street star posted a photo from a private screening that the pop star hosted of his new rom-com, Bros, on Wednesday, June 22nd. Billy, 40... Oh, here we go. Billy, there we go. 43, raved about Mariah, 53, in his post. I love it. Which featured a number of photos of them together, and he seemed incredibly excited that she was such a fan of his new movie. In the main photo, 
Yeah, she was a fan of the paycheck that she got right. fucking mail. How was she a fan of the movie when she... Okay, whatever. She hadn't even seen it yet. Yeah, she doesn't even uh, go here. She didn't even stay. Yeah. <laughs> In the main photo, Mariah stunned a black uh, dress with the bros logo on it on the front and licked a lollipop as she grabbed Billy's rear end. Oh Lion God. King actor sported a pair of pink pants. Uh, they were like chinos, okay? Let's be real. And a black cutoff t-shirt with Mariah printed on the back. He gave a smirk as Mariah reached for his butt. Billy shared more photos on his Instagram showing that the front of his t-shirt said Heartbreaker on it. The other pictures showed uh, the pair sharing drinks and speaking before the screening. Billy raved about the fact that Mariah loves the movie in his caption. Mariah Carey hosted a private screening of Bros, and she wore a Bros dress, and I have not recovered, he wrote. Mariah commented on Insta that she was in awe of the film. The movie is amazing, and I'm so proud of you. My gay boyfriend for life. She commented, what? Mariah also shared the photos and revealed uh, that the proceeds from the screening would go to LGBTQ plus organizations in celebration of Pride Month. And she said that the movie was truly special, important, and hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just saw the photos from it and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Did you see that she performed with Lotto at the BET Awards? Yes. I saw a little clip, a little clippy of it. Yeah, I saw a clip and I was like, Mariah Carey, Maria Carey. <laughs> what is wrong with you? All right. My next one is about our queen, our savior, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. How do you say her name? Minaj. Like it was okay. French. Okay. But I, I know that you have a hard J. I have a but hard I think she, J. That's how she pronounces it, I think. Yeah, I, right? I also say... What do you what do you call the singer? What do you call the singer that sings that song? <laughs> moo moo, bitch! I'm a cow. I don't even. Oh god, I don't even. I don't remember even sings that. I call her Doja Cat, and once again, it's a hard. Oh shit. yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So, somebody was like, "What?" I like how you say Nicki Minaj, and you say Doja. <laughs> Someone Cat. pointed it out. Who listens to this? <laughs> no, it was like a friend of mine that was like, "Why do you always say Nicki Minaj?" Anyways, I've always thought it in my brain, but I've never said it because people can. Talk how they talk and yeah, walk okay. how they walk. And fucking suck how they suck. <laughs> Anyways. And you do. Nicki, Nicki, oh, oh, trust me, I do. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, fans are in luck. It looks like the rapper has new music coming our way soon. Foxy Brown teased the news on her Instagram stories where she wrote, Nick just really made me tear the fuck up. Like, yo, my bitch coming. Love you and Papa for life. Brown was... I was also talking about Nicki Minaj yesterday with someone, and I was like, the fact that Nicki Minaj has not told us what her son's name is, and I am just like, oh, Papa Bear looks cute. His name isn't Papa Bear. <laughs> I'm like literally thinking like, okay, should I get a tattooed? Am I going to write Papa Bear Minaj on my arm? Anyways, Brown previously teasing her upcoming album, which could possibly mean a Nicki feature. The duo previously collaborated on tracks Candy and Coco Chanel. Fans went wild on Twitter after seeing the posts. Uh, Nikki is coming is now trending minutes after Foxy Brown teases of Nicki Minaj making her return. Foxy Brown has confirmed the queen of fucking rap is coming. Nicki Minaj is so fucking coming. Wake the fuck up. I don't Nicki Minaj is. Oh, it doesn't say so, it's so fucking coming. <laughs> Francisco Fr Franny is so fucking coming. It was recently announced that Nikki will be headlining Rolling Loud Festival in New York City, making her the first solo woman to headline the festival in the last seven years. The super bass rapper joins Future and ASAP Rocky as a headliner at this year's event. 
Um, that's really it. Anytime if there's any news of my unvaccinated queen, I am always here to fucking tell it. I like in articles like that when they try to reference like some a, like pinpoint or pinnacle of their career, like a single a signal. Yeah, like and they they need based. to do that at all. I'm just like yeah. everyone knows who that is. <laughs> I mean, when they're talking about Billy Eichner and they're like the Lion King actor, it's like okay, first of all, he fucking voiced Pumbaa or Timon or whoever the fuck. <laughs> Remember when I thought it was Timon and Tumba? You thought it was what? I told this on here, I swear to God. No, I think what I, did you just say? Did I was like stoned and, and drunk, and I said Simone and Tumba instead of Timon and Pumba. Wait, what is it? Timon and Pumba? Timon and Pumba. No, wait. I, Puma? <laughs> now you got Pumba. me all fucked up. But I said Simone and Tumba. <laughs> Timon and Pumba. But I was like stoned. Wait, it's Timon and Pumba, yeah? I can't even fucking think of it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I hate when that shit happens. I'm like, is it Minaj or is it Minaj? Timon and, and Pumba, Pumba was Simone and Pumba. Like, Dying laughing. That's funny. Simone and Tumba. Reminds me of that. um, Let the crunchy children slay. That TikTok that I posted, that series of the person that was posting all those um, Dolly mini like renderings or whatever. My favorite one was. (laughs) It was Roomba in the trenches at during World War One. It was like a black and white rendering of a Roomba that was in fucking army trenches. Okay. What is that thing, by the way? It's okay. It's an AI generator. Someone made some sort of script online, some website, whatever that uh, it's it, things like this have been around for ages, but this is the most like developed one that is available for the public to use. And it's been around for years, but it what is got, it called? Doll E mini. I think that's how you say it. It's D A L T L L E. And then just mini. Okay. But uh, it someone there was someone posted about it on Twitter like a couple weeks ago, like a month ago. That's why it was like repopularized, and then everyone started using it on all like social media platforms. And now people are posting memes that are rendered, like renderings of that as well. That are just I don't know. It's gone out of control, but I fucking love all of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I. It's better on a computer. Okay, because now if you're looking like, it up right now, yeah, yeah, you should do it on a computer. Okay, I did. Um, the one that I did that I posted on my Instagram was Shrek at a Pride Parade. <laughs> oh my god, it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, but I can never think of anything when I just have it in front of me. I can never think of anything like funny or cool. You should. All come, the you should do Simone and Roomba. <laughs> um. Well, why don't we go into our gay, gay other. Mine is Stonewall Inn to get LGBTQ plus National Park Service Visitor Center. The National Park Service will open a visitor center dedicated to the LGBTQ plus history in New York City in the building adjacent to the Stonewall Inn, the iconic gay Manhattan landmark. Earlier this week, officials announced... Sorry, I'm getting real wet in my mouth. Officials announced plans to... Reconnect the Stonewall Inn with the neighboring building in Greenwich Village, where the 1969 riot sparked the modern LGBTQ plus rights movement. The Stonewall National Monument Visitor Center will be home to rangers working to preserve Stonewall Inn, which was designated a national monument by President Obama in 2016. LGBTQ plus rights group Pride Live spearheaded the planning for the center. In addition to in-person and virtual tours, visitors will also be able to explore LGBTQ plus history and culture through lectures, exhibitions, and visual arts displays. Several leaders hail the move as a historic step forward for the LGBTQ plus community, especially in 
light of right-wing attacks. The opening of the Stonewall National Monument Visitor Center. That's a mouthful. Yeah. I mean, I love a good mouthful. Is there, <laughs> it's a remarkable moment in the history of Stonewall. Anne-Marie Gothard, president of the Pride Live Board of Directors, said in an announcement, we honor all those that come before us, most especially the queer people fighting for equality at the Stonewall Rebellion. The designation at a national monument and the opening of this visitor center will memorialize their important legacy in the gay rights movement. And we hope to inspire future generations to continue fighting for LGBTQ plus equality. Um, that's it for me. Um, when you talk about Stonewall, it reminds me of um, that, that drag race thing. Yes. Uh, Drew. <laughs> who was that? Uh, who was that again? It was the person, the Britney Spears impersonator. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barry like for all the people oh that God. died at Stonewall or whatever. And he was like, people were killed at Stonewall. And then the person was like, nobody was killed at Stonewall. And she was like, they weren't. It was so fucking That always stupid. comes up to, uh, on like during Pride uh, on like social media. Yeah, I saw yeah. a bunch. Her name was like Barry. I don't know why I want to call her Barry Malino. I can't even say Malin or Malin. Malino. <laughs> Barry Malino. Barry, Barry Malino and <laughs> That's good. Simone and Roomba. Title. Oh, that's uh, you. Danny, Barry, da- Barry, Derek, Derek, Barry. Barry. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. That was like, that was a lot. Um, my, um, bless this mess. This, oh wait, but my gay of the day this week is Carl Nassib again. I did him. Oh, I wish I did him. <laughs> but I used him as my game of the day a couple, probably like a year ago or something. NFL defensive lineman Carol Nassib commemorated Pride Month this morning with an Instagram video where he again pledged to help the Trevor Project, the support group for LGBTQ plus youth struggling with their sexual identities and at risk of death by suicide. Nassib made NFL and professional sports history when he went when he announced when he announced he was gay when I was in the second grade. I thought that I was gay on Instagram during Pride Month last year. He also used that video to announce a donation of $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which NFL quickly matched. This year, he used his Pride Month video to announce he is providing a one-to-one match for all donations to the group up to $100,000. I want to wish everybody a happy Pride Month. I also want to remind people that Pride is important to me. Out there right now, there's a kid saying, I'd rather be dead than be gay. Nassib said in the video posted on Instagram, and that's why I'm partnering again with the Trevor Project and matching all donations up to $100,000. I really hope you guys join me in supporting this awesome organization and supporting these young kids. Due to Nassib's pledge, any donation made to the Trevor Project through trevor.org slash carlmatch will instantly double in value for a total of $200,000 raised for the world's largest suicide prevention and mental health organization for LGBTQ young people. We're so grateful to Carl for his public commitment to supporting LGBTQ youth mental health. Amit Paley, CEO and executive director of the Trevor Project, said in a statement, Carl has inspired others to live their own truth, donate to the Trevor Project's life-saving mission, and accept and support the LGBTQ people in their lives. Our research has found that over 80% of youth said that celebrities who are LGBTQ positively impact how they feel about being LGBTQ. We need more champions like Carl who empower LGBTQ young people and help them see a bright future. Donations will enable the Trevor Project to continue providing critical crisis services to LGBTQ plus youth at risk of death by suicide, as well as train a record number of crisis counselors and expand its advocacy, research, and education programs. It's fucking great. 
So it was Lester that I... Uh, yes, I was going to say, you featured that person. That didn't seem like a full year ago. Weird. Time flies. Time flies when you're sucking dick and in a pandemic. <laughs> Am I right? Um, I haven't been late in a year. You're yeah, wrong crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, anybody out there, um, am I right? Um, Anyways, should we go into our LL cool down? Meet me at the stove. (laughs) Um, I am excited because I'm going to the coast this weekend with my family uh, for the 4th of July. They rented a house or two or something like that. Or two? Well, my family is a lot of people. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) It's like by immediate family and then their families and they're all of their kids. Like it's like ends up being like a total of like 20 people. So, Oh my God. Um, yeah. And then I think my uncle and my cousin are coming. And then my other uncle is the mayor of Manzanita and he's like hosting a barbecue or something. So I'm going to go to that. I don't know. <laughs> I love we'll the see. mayor of Manzanita. Yeah. It sounds, I feel like a, it's one of those things that sounds like you're making it up when you tell it to people, but it's actually true. Um, it's like a town of like seven people anyway. Um, not to diminish his hard work. Sorry if you're a listener, Uncle Mike. Um, <laughs> and then besides that, I might, uh, this is like something that was happening while we were recording, but I, there's a possibility that I may, may go to LA to house it and dog sit for Allie for little Floyd, which would be fucking adorable. But, so cute. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I am excited about. How about you? Well, Cardi B has a new song coming out featuring Kanye West on Friday or Thursday at 9 p.m. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Also, I want to talk about, I know this is at the end of the episode, but um, I don't know why I'm bringing it up now, but I, I, I feel like it's important. Beyonce released her song on a Tuesday, right? She... It used to be New Music Tuesday back in 2016 until she released... Before the change it. And then she released her album on a Friday. And because of that, changed the game when that digital dropped. No, he they wasn't did that, that because of her? I stopped. Beyonce had her album come out on a Friday. Then they moved it back to fucking Friday to have new releases. And now I think she's trying to get it back to go back to Tuesday to see if she has like that fucking effect on the music industry, which I think she does. Anyways, uh, Cardi B has a new song coming out with Kanye West. Um, so it might come out tomorrow or it might come out on Friday, depending on what Beyonce <laughs> says. Um, and also, like you, um, I am not going to California, but Alethen is going to California. So I'm going to be watching her dog and her mom's dog uh, named the artist formerly known as Tino. Um, it's a little that's, like... That's huh? His whole name? I mean, I gave him that name. I think his name is just... <laughs> I think his name is either Valentino or Valley or Tino, but I was like, I want to name the dog, the artist formerly known as Tino. Um, so it's this like little tiny, it looks like a fucking stuffed animal. It's tiny. And then Tukey looks like a fucking, an Ewok. Wow. I've seen that dog. <laughs> so yeah, cute. I know. She's like all fucking old and like smelly. Scraggly. Yeah. She's like, she looks like a little ratoncita. Um, but I'm excited to, yeah, she's like, I, um, ew, not the dog. I'm just excited to like be out and just like hang out with those two little fuckers, the fuckers, fuckers. Um, and then I'm excited for the 4th of July. I think um, we're planning on getting, possibly getting like a little pontoon boat and um, just like being on the water, you know? Possibly the Willamette, the Willamette um, off Couch Street. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, how do you feel about going in that water? I'm not going in the opinions. water. No, I'm, I'm just curious. What do you think about people going in that water from living oh, here I, your whole life? Because I have a hard opinion about it. It's I think um, I think absolutely not. And if people yeah. do it, I'm like, thank God bless you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Everyone you. that's swimming in that water. I mean, I think I did it once in the past, like 15 years. I like jumped in for five seconds because it was hot as fuck. But it's a no for me, dog. It, that water growing up, it was like the same shit from the Simpsons where that fish gets three eyes or whatever. Yep. It was like you could not swim in it because it was toxic. And yeah, <laughs> yeah I, do, I mean, I don't really like water in Jenny. Um, so I don't care to be Can you in swim? It. Can I? Probably. <laughs> and yeah, I, I've just, I just don't like water very much. I remember when it was the nicest gift anybody's ever given me, but my friend surprised me on With a, a bottle of water. Yeah, he got me a bottle of water, and I was like, no, thank you. Um, yeah, I was like, are you fucking serious, you fucking <laughs> asshole? He took me to the Caribbean. I like that this is the end of the episode, and I'm still talking. <laughs> he took me to the Caribbean. He flew me out for my birthday. Complete surprise. And I was just, like, ungrateful because we had to be in the water. Um, we, He, like, got us a fucking yacht for the day. And the yacht was like, oh, yeah, we'll drop you guys off here. Because we can't like take you all the way up. And they made me swim in the fucking ocean. And I did not like it. I had to put my my phone in like a fucking a fucking trunk so that it wouldn't get wet. It was awful. <laughs> this is Move I'm Gay, the motherfucking podcast. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, or you can follow us on Instagram at Move I'm Gay Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Frisco Kid. You can follow me at Pocket Rocket with an I and some underscores. And I am Brenda, which I forgot to say. And Brendan Kelly Scott on TikTok. <laughs> I like that that's how I ended it. I was so upset about it. I forgot how we even got there, but I loved it. Well, au revoir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.